0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And back after a week in Spain, uh, essentially it's a terrible weather actually if I'm being honest, it was freezing cold on Sunday when we got back, um, to the point where I ended up having a bath in the middle of the day, I was that cold. Um, but it seems to have picked up since, so that's not too bad. So we'll we'll crack on, because it's been a bit of a fun-filled week, we'll crack on after a bit of that twangy guitar. <laughs> Monday. Would you believe I'm going to talk about the you no know, confidence vote or the confidence vote um, in the Prime Minister though I don't know how long I'm going to dwell on it and whether I'm actually going to dwell more on the interaction I've had with my MP today as well. Um, obviously I woke up to find out that this was all going to go on today I don't think it's been coordinated I think it just happened to be that the numbers of letters that had gone to the 22 committee had just hit the number required just before the jubilee Um so um you know we end up in a situation where that that no confidence vote was going to be today i think as it happened it's probably worked out better um for for boris that even though the, the result was i think fairly catastrophic for him i think it worked out better than it did because i think if they don't handle if if it had been strategically planned then any kind of rebellion against the prime minister would have wanted to have had that vote probably after the two by-elections um because there's still plenty of danger down the track, um, the results not particularly surprising. I would have had it somewhere between one forty and one fifty. So I think, in terms of rebels, so I think it's, it's you know it's where it was. It's it's significant because it's worse than the result that Theresa May got. It's significant because if you take the payroll vote off, um, you know you've you've got essentially roughly two hundred M- um, MPs who aren't paid in some way, shape, or form by the government and some form of ministerial or some form of governmental role PPS whatever those roles might be so therefore you've got about 200 um of what you would class as pure backbenchers and you know not relying on the government for any form of patronage and the argument is always that you need—that's the number you need to to, to, to you know to, to get at least a clear majority of so 148 rebelling with with only 200 that aren't in some way, shape, or form directly paid by the government means that in reality 75% of his pure backbenchers uh, voted against him today. So it's a it's a bad look and it's not gonna it's not gonna end well. And he's he's to a certain extent he's he's gonna he's gonna find it very difficult to get any kind of business done moving forward. And it's going to reflect in the kind of policy we you know we're going to see moving forward as well, um, you know expect a lot of um, stuff to try and do anything to get him out of the situation he's he's currently in. Not that I think we'll we'll get very far with that. The the bit where I was really disappointed um, because there's going to say that Johnson if he clings on for as long as he wants to cling on probably doesn't do Labour any harm. Was was in the correspondence with with my MP. Um, I wrote this morning just to say, look, I'm interested in knowing which way you, you're going to vote, but also, you know, do you not understand that in a situation where somebody behaves in a, in a manner unbecoming to the office, and I honestly believe that that's how the prime minister's behaved, the precedence is that that person resigns, because because that's how that the entire system is based on the fact that if you don't do what you should do. Uh, if you're caught lying to the House, or if you don't behave in a way you should, then you hold your hands up and you you offer your resignation, and that's that's ultimately that's the the backstop in the system, um, which ensures that, that that we have a system that has people who are fit and proper to you know to undertake those great roles of state. Now, the only way you can put that right is if if that individual, if that minister, if a group of ministers, whoever it is, if they don't behave responsibly and they don't do the right thing then the only way that can be put right is is at a party level. Which means that you need, at that point, you need the party to take responsibility for its own and to resolve its own issues. And to reset, to rebalance everything that's wrong in the system when you get people not doing the things they should do. And that's what's not happened. That's why I'm upset at my MP. My MP... You know, told me that he was gonna he was gonna vote uh, with confidence in the prime minister, and he said he was gonna vote with confidence in the prime minister because it's the wrong time for a leadership election. That we need to stand up to Putin's aggression and yada 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 yada, and it's just nonsense. It's just absolute nonsense. And the bit I don't think anybody sees. There's two things here. One is. In a seat like he's in, in a, in a, in a constituency like ours, which flips between uh, Conservative and Labour fairly regularly, he's going to struggle to hold on to his job at the next election. That's one thing. So, out of pure self-interest, he should have actually done the right thing. Um, but secondly, none of the answers wash. Nothing about it it, 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 it washes. Um, but do you know what? If that's where we are, that's that's where we are. Um, but you, you, you're you, then turning around and going, well it's not just the bad apple at the top, it's everybody else who is still struggling to have any kind of backbone or behave in a way that's considered to be reasonable Tuesday I've become kind of cinnamon Danish obsessed, I don't know why but for whatever reason um, cinnamon Danish has become my new thing Um and uh, particularly the cinnamon danish that you get in pret um part of it comes from the fact that aldi do a cinnamon danish which they do with kind of like a cheesecakey type topping like a cheese kind of topping which is really really nice so i've kind of got into those a little bit but i've then got into um cinnamon danish pretty much seem to be cropping up wherever i go and i've got kind of into cinnamon danish as a as a thing so why am i mentioning cinnamon danish i mentioned it because there was a little bit of something that happened today that was just such a simple piece of customer service and yet really made me smile and made a huge difference to me um there aren't many Pret a round uh, where we live. I really like Pret One of them is uh, one of the ones that I will pass. Is one in Meadowhall. I was in Meadowhall briefly today. Had to nip in and pick something up, and I took and I had enough time to sit down and have a, a white americano and what I was looking forward to, which was a a Pret cinnamon Danish. As I walked in, they hadn't any cinnamon Danish left, which is is fine. It is one of those things. They got pretty much everything else. They just hadn't got cinnamon Danish, and I kind of said, you know. Okay, well, I'll have a chocolate. I'll have a, a, a chocolate croissant instead. And then um, the girl that was serving me said, "I can put you one in the oven if you like. It'll be about thirty minutes." And so I said, "That'd be fantastic, thank you." So um, I didn't have the chocolate croissant before you start to think that I doubled up. I haven't doubled up. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I went and did my little, I had my coffee, went and did my little job, and on the way out, on the way out of Meadowhall, I nipped back in, uh, and I collected my warm cinnamon danish. And do you know what? It was such an easy thing for her to do, um, and yet, in reality, she absolutely didn't have to do it, um, and it, it absolutely made my day. In fact, it's, it's it kind of made my week, actually, um, and yet it was such a simple thing, and I think we've... I don't know. It's just one of those things where we forget that occasionally you can do something so small, um, and and what seems so in- insignificant, and it can have such a massive, massive, massive effect. And now the interesting thing was, I nearly then had the reverse of the situation, and would you believe it? Nearly came from a from a piece of what would have been fairly poor customer service in Apple. Now, as it turned out, it wasn't. Um, but I'd uh, I'd I'd been to get a new iPad. I traded in an old iPad. I bought um, a particular model. I decided pretty much straight away when I bought it that actually I wanted a different model, and I had fourteen days to go back and exchange it. So I went back after. Uh, I went back in this week um, to exchange and sort out. Um, you know this this, this iPad situation, um, and because. Something had changed in their system because a promotion that had been on had actually ended. They wanted to effectively give me. They were happy to give them the money back I paid for the iPad, but they wanted to give me a lower amount of trading credit. So effectively, the amount of trading they'd given me on the, my my old iPad that I'd taken in to recycle, they because it, it was it was you know during May those figures were were were, were higher to try and encourage more people to to do swaps um and because I wanted to do the exchange the way their system worked they wanted to effectively uh, let me have a a lower trading amount moving forward and i kind of you know rightly said this is this is wrong this is this is you know why am i being penalized here um, you know, if my iPad for trading was worth an amount on one day, then within fourteen days it should be worth the same. And and it was more a case of the computer saying no. And you know, they they after having to after having to have a, a moan that I didn't want to have to have, it got resolved and it got sorted out and it was all fine. But it was two, two, two sides of the same coin really one was a really simple thing i didn't ask for which really made my day another thing was something i ultimately had to fight for that just felt unjust and it came down to nothing other than the way the system had been designed the people in the store didn't have the opportunity to 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 put the thing right and and it again it, it reminds you that both instances reminded me of how you need to empower people because the person in Pratt was empowered to do something that meant a lot and the person in Apple wasn't empowered to do something when that person I mean ultimately managed to find a way of sorting it out but you need to if you'd empowered him that situation wouldn't have left a nasty taste um, you know in, in the in the way that empowering um, the staff in Pratt absolutely will come back and, and reward them <laughs> Wednesday There's actually two generations of men that need to be thanking the kids at the moment Um, and they're two distinct generations actually one of which I was a part of one of which I wasn't in fact one of which I probably laughed at and one of which I absolutely was uh, part of so it's all to do with sliders Um, and sliders have become a thing over the past sort of four or five years, um, and it's definitely a, a thing that's not going away. It's definitely a thing that kids are wearing, um, and the the reason why sliders are, are kind of part of this is because it's to do with sliders and it's to do with socks. So the look appears to be for a for a number uh, of of the age groups at the moment is is white socks and sliders is a thing. Um, which is fine, uh, and I know that because um, Josh is wearing his white socks and his uh, white Hollister um, sliders pretty much all the time. But when you see, when you see the lads getting together, the sort of the lads in their teens, they are often, and it's and it's going up in age groups as well. They'll often wear uh, white socks and sliders, and it's and it's, it's a perfectly accepted uh, thing to go with the shorts. Now, the reason why that's something that a couple of generations of males have to um, be thankful for is, one, I'm the generation that grew up wearing white socks. So white socks, you know, under your school trousers, they were under your jeans, it was just a thing, everything was white socks, so therefore the fact that white socks have been re-embraced, because white socks, you know, went out um, and, and became something that was considered to be you know a bit naff well white socks of white sport socks have come back and they're not considered to be naff in quite the same way so for my generation that that went through the white sock phase it's nice to see white socks back but i think more fundamentally there's a there's a kind of it's a more tenuous link but there's a link to that whole generation of men who wore the sort of sandals with with socks So the brigade that would probably wear a beige pair of sandals, sorry, a beige pair of socks and a pair of leather sandals, you know, what we would call Jesus sandals, um, that generation can kind of look at the kids in their sliders and the socks and go, well, there's not an enormous amount of difference, really, is there between what you told me was really, really naff and what the kids are actually wearing now? Now, maybe, maybe if I was in that generation of men, and I'm not in that generation of men that thought that socks and and, and Jesus sandals were a good idea, uh, maybe I think they're pushing their look a little bit but I can kind of see there's kind of just about enough justification to try and sort of be saying actually I was I was cool all that time all along so um next time you see the kids out about in their sliders and their socks then just just think back and see if there's a way we can perhaps forgive the 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 socks and Jesus sandal loving brigade Thursday For some reason, petrol's rocketed against this week and obviously it's become a big thing because we've hit the point where the average car um, now is costing above £100 to fill the tank. Um, I don't quite know what they class the average car as being, what the fuel type is they're looking at about and what the, the, the size of the petrol tank is. But clearly there must be something somewhere that says that the average car has this and that and therefore that's where we've got to this figure of £100 to fill a tank now. I mean in of itself the the hundred pound figure is is phenomenal that we've got there uh and there's been some fairly steep rises this week which has got us up to that point, but it reminded me of something um that happened while I was away on holiday last week. We went to fill the rental car up with fuel we went we got to the pump we filled the the, the car up with fuel it was about it was it was unleaded uh which strangely is more expensive on the continent than diesel which the other way around to here. Or well, certainly in Spain it is, and uh, I filled it up. And I was chatting to um, a um, a lady in the um, petrol station when she was taking payment, and I got a refund. So what happens is in Spain at the moment, twenty cents in every litre of petrol is paid by the state, um, which then prompted something that you know made me think about well. At the moment, the the government receipts, whilst the percentage of fuel duty and the percentage of VAT on fuel hasn't changed, the government receipts from fuel in terms of actual pound amounts will be going up substantially. Because if we've gone from, you know, whatever it was a litre to wherever it is now, and it nearly came down to under a pound a litre at the start of the pandemic. So we've, we've... as near as damn it doubled in cost per litre so therefore the receipts from the forecourt as far as the government is concerned which is about some is very close to 50% of what every litre of fuel cost is actually a mixture of duty and VAT, then government receipts have gone up massively. So what the Spanish government have obviously done is they've said, well, hang on a minute, we're doing well out of this anyway. We can we can afford to give 20 cents back a litre. And because of the huge increases, probably still be better off than we were before. And it makes you wonder whether that would have been a, a, a better strategy for the UK government. Because obviously, you know, the whole £400 towards the fuel bills... Is, is good in of itself, though it's hugely flawed because if you've got two properties, you get hundred quid, and you've got three properties, you get 1,200 and so on and so forth. So it's actually disproportionately benefiting those people that have got more properties. Um, well, not disproportionately, but you, you accept the argument that to have two or three properties, you would accept you'd have more disposable income. Um, but also... Every t- if every time you filled your car up with fuel, the, the, the petrol pump said one price, but what you actually paid was lower than that, that would be a reminder every single time you filled the car up that the, the state was actually supporting you in some way, shape or form, which is how I felt about it when I, you know, when I filled the car up in, in Spain. So it's quite an interesting example. I think all power to to the Spanish government for doing what they're what they're doing, um, and certainly, as I say, whilst in one breath you look at it and go, Ooh, "Could the government actually afford it?" Well, yes, yes, they they kind of could because um, you know, if you if you think about it, you give let's say you give twenty five pence back um, on um, you know on 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 a liter of, of fuel, that's still Only roughly probably 50% of the duty you've made on the increase, if that makes sense. So you would still be better off than you you were before in pure pure pound amount. Um, I think that's right. I'll have to maybe think about my maths, but that seems to make some kind of sense. Friday. I am loving Obi-Wan Kenobi. So the series started a few weeks ago, I waited till I got back from Spain to watch it. First couple of episodes, uh, really, really nice, really slow, really setting the scene. Talked a lot about, um, you know, how the character had had, had moved on in the decades since um, we last saw him in terms of the story arc time. Uh, Really talked about... Um, you know how how the character was dealing with the mundanity of his existence, the kind of atrophy from you know from where um, where the character was and the, and how central he was to everything that was going on to to really just sitting and watching and and accepting defeat essentially accepting a, a large defeat and 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 not that the fact that he's not at the center of everything and can't get involved and can't influence in the same way. Um, clearly, there's signs of aging there, which are which are interesting, and the sign of a character that's really not been around people has had to not only deal with what what how the story finished, but has had to deal with it to a certain extent without any form of support mechanism. So, those first two episodes absolutely great. Still, a lot of uh, of you know of, of danger uh, going on. Still, a lot of uh, a, a lot of things around the outside with with you know where where Kenobi still got to be very much on his guard. But but very, 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 very good and nice scene setting, those first two episodes. And then, of course, what you get then is you get the third episode where Darth Vader comes back in. And you get this fantastic episode that's just absolutely breathtaking in terms of some of the things that it, it tries to achieve. And you get the real menace of Darth Vader in a way that you probably didn't get in the in the very first in the first three films that but you got to a certain extent in that end sequence of, of Rogue One you got this the sense of power uh, and 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 that kind of sense of of built in evil so just just watch it if you've got Disney plus just watch it it's fantastic i'm absolutely loving it and there's no better way to end the week <laughs>